Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hello. Hello. We are here. We are. Indeed we are. For just turning into an extensive quarantine with Dear Don. Yes, you are. Nice to have you. Thank you. Now, really quick, um, we've obviously, you know, we were going to go the, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're pulling the, we're throwing the rules at the window. Okay. We're doing as many shows as we want, as often as we want, because we wanted to obviously, you know, communicate with the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and this week, uh, a couple of people have been hitting me up. We did the live Instagrams. That's been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to try to do more of those. We stopped for a little bit, a few days, just to kind of give you guys a quick update. We did have our own little uh, internal team uh, corona um, scare. Nobody in the Manzo family or anything like that. Um, uh, I won't get too into the details, but the good news is is everyone is good. Yes. Um, and we obviously want to make sure the uh, the health of everybody around the show and everything came first, so we let them do their thing. We got great news back today. So here we are. We're, we're putting back. We're putting them right back to work. And healthy. And we are healthy. Thank you, God. So, um, you know, we are going to stick with it. The quarantine special is in full effect. Any email sent to DearAlbyMailbag at gmail.com will be answered. Um, to catch up on what has been a stack of emails, there are a couple very, very long Dear Albies that are going to be coming your guys' way um, that we are very excited about. Uh, so that will be happening. But, hey, we had to look out for our own, man. That's what we do. This is true. A lot of people are wondering when they see our Instagram, well, gee, who are you quarantining with, Right. The thing that's, what, that's interesting in our family is that, with the exception of you, Albie, all the men in the family are in food service. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, I suppose I am in some roundabout ways, but... Um, but you're more, you're more office where they are yeah, hands-on. You know, so, um, uh, so it's been, um, you know, they've, they've been deemed necessary businesses, and right. everyone's doing a lot of really great things, and... Um, you know, trying to serve all the communities as best we can. Yes. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, to get right into it, um, we had a number of questions that I'm going to jump, I'm going to jumble into really one. Um, people, again, and I know I asked you this not that long ago, uh, with everything that has been going on, how are you handling this? Uh, they want, they want to hear from the Don. Should be, a lot of people basically were, were saying, do you have a moment where you personally, you know, how are you holding up to this point? And do you have a line where you personally think you will um, start freaking out, if you will? Or is it just are you going day by day? What is your secret? Because a lot of people said you seem to be, uh, you know, they, they look up to you. They just they want to hear your voice. So now Appreciate is your time it, to address the Appreciate people. That. How was your um, mental my mental's fine. Mental's good. My mental, my mon- mental state is good, um, uh, for a couple of reasons. A, you look around and you see what's happening, and every day it seems the news gets grimmer and a little more unsettling, uh, which is completely understandable because we are really here living in 
uncertain times, to put it mildly. However, when you look at that in the big picture, you say to yourself, okay, what can I do to fix this? What can I do to make it better, my life better, etc.? Well, all you have to do is take care of yourself and those around you the best way you know how, with the best attitude. Um, for us, people are saying, well, Caroline, what are you doing with the baby there? You're a senior citizen. I wouldn't quite call myself a senior citizen yet. I'm 58, but I'm a very healthy 58. You know, I exercise regularly, I eat properly, and I'm in pretty good health. So if I thought for a moment that, gee, I would be putting the baby at risk or the baby's putting at me at risk, I wouldn't be with her. Um, the things I do worry about, there are things I do worry about. For instance, Vito, Daddy, Christopher, food service business, they're out there um, every day working. They come in contact with people every day working. So Lauren and myself have set a rule. As soon as Daddy and Vito walk in the house, you don't even, don't even say hello to me. I don't even want to hello. Right up, close off, shower, close in the laundry. Um, because that I do worry about. Because you don't know who you're running into every day. So you don't, you don't take um, risks that way. For myself, I, I'm pretty much a homebody anyway. So it really hasn't changed my life in, in, in a drastic way. I don't have the freedom to go out and do what I want anymore. I am uh, aware that, you know, I should stay home, even my, sh my trips to the grocery store. I haven't gone at all. Daddy's out there. He's out there doing his thing every day working, so he goes. Vito's out there every day, so he'll bring stuff home from the deli. So that is it. Um, and we keep ourselves busy by, of course, the baby is, is a great help. And we read. I'm a reader, at least. We've been binge-watching all kinds of stuff on Netflix and Hulu and everything else you could think of and watching movies and playing cards and doing puzzles, getting outside, walking around. We are fortunate enough to have a, a nice neighborhood that we could walk through and get some fresh air. So just um, doing that and just keeping positive and don't be stupid. Don't be foolish. Don't put yourself out there if you don't have to. There's yeah. no need to go out and about in the stores or, or out and about in a public park when you don't have to. And that's the little that's the little things we can do as a community and as mankind pretty much because this is worldwide. The small things are actually the big things this time around. Stay home. Stay home. Yeah, I think I think it's a time to you know, I'm gonna we got a lot of questions too about people with work and stuff like that. And I think, you know, I, I have a very um really, really front row perspective to all that because I'm involved in a bunch of different things a lot of them startups some of them you know stay in the course whatever some of them kind of have to be on hold some of them might not make it out of this uh, and it, you know I think what's what I've been saying to a lot of people is the one thing that does weirdly make me feel better is where you're all going through this at the same time correct I mean you're all going through the same thing our fears are the same right yes. and I think where you get nowhere is acting or planning based on whatever that fear is. I think this is a good time to exercise a little bit of just awareness in, you know, the moment, in your mental state all the time. And I also think be kind. Mm -hmm. When you go to the supermarket and you see there's an abundance of toilet tissue or there's an abundance of oranges or whatever the case may be, think about the people that 
don't have you know the cap- capacity to get out as often or don't have the means to buy them as often as we do share okay take only what you need don't be a hoarder yeah i mean there's obviously a lot of that and you know yeah you don't need a million bottles of hand sanitizer because right. if you've got a million bottles that's uh, you know it's a million people that will have dirty ass hands right you'll be the one person with clean hands and it be won't considerate help you. um you know yeah we are all in this together and we've all got to have each other's backs and all of that stuff and i think it's it's important to be mindful that um just don't let the fear of the what if you know kind of take over go moment by moment you know and we do have control of our lives oh all right we don't have control of this disease but we certainly have control over our lives and how we live them so just do it with the attitude that this too shall pass and i'm going to put my best foot forward and i'm going to do as i'm told because it's going to help not only myself but others lauren lauren lauren's business is just dead well, I mean, she she you know she can't she can't she open can't, if she wanted. She can't to. open if she wanted to, yeah. and this happened before the governor put the ban on, on on opening. People were getting scared weeks ago. Yeah, of course. And stopped making hair appointments, making facial appointments, things like that. So Lauren's business is really suffering. And w- what I said to her is, Lauren, you know what? Everybody is in the same boat. Your girls can't go and, and work somewhere else. Your clients can't go and get their hair done somewhere else. It is what it is. God bless the day when you could go in, turn the key, open the lights, and get back to business. And that's really the reality of everybody. Hopefully the government comes and helps a lot of these people out, these small businesses, these families that are struggling. Um, uh, I, I hope that the government comes through and says what they're going to do because there are a lot of people that really need it. In mm-hmm. the meantime, we got to band together and help each other and put our best foot forward because there's nothing we can do about it. Well, I think it's well put. And speaking of helping people, we have we have a community member that did write in looking for help from Specifically, it's actually an an anonymous question for Albie and Don. Let me start by saying I love the podcast and still waiting on the cuddling episode. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, right now with the whole social distancing, that's going to be tough. You know, the professional cuddlers uh, as an industry has definitely been hit hard by this whole uh, situation. So shout to the professional cuddlers. Daddy just sent me a picture because I'm, I'm on his back about the office where everybody sits in the office, and he just sent the family a text. You'll see, Albie. It's a photo from his desk to Scott's desk, who's the next guy in the office yeah, that works with him staying. every day. They are 10 feet away from each other. There you go. <laughs> so so um, back to the question. Brief synopsis. I am the youngest sibling, and my mother plays obvious favorites with me. My half-brother, maternal side, chose to live with his father but came to live with us when I was 10, and he was 15 and legally adopted by my father. We built a strong brotherly bond during that time, and even now, 20 years later, live in the same city far away from our parents. My mother often, my mother texts me often, calls weekly, and sends Time cards. Out, the same mother. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, different biological father, but his biological father adopted his, the stepbrother? Her biological father. Adopted the stepbrother. Yes, he did. Okay. My mother texts me often, calls weekly, and sends cards to let me know she is thinking of me. I am glad to have such a great relationship with both parents, but my mother is not discreet about me being her favorite. Every holiday and birthday, I have to downplay my gifts because I know my brother usually receives half of what my mother gets me. Currently, during this quarantine, my mother calls every day, texts throughout the day. When I talk to my brother, he tells me that he hasn't heard from my mother except for once. This is just a couple of examples of the favoritism being played out. How do I tell my mother 
that it makes me uncomfortable and puts me in an awkward place with my brother without upsetting her. Well, you know what? Good on you, pal. Good on you, pal, for recognizing that. And shame on your mother because I, I don't know what, there's obviously a reason for it. We don't know what it is. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not hearing a story about how they ever were at odds with each other or anything like that. And I almost feel like she's taking out on the son her feelings towards the husband. Yeah, I mean, you, we could definitely dig into that. It would probably make some sense, but I'll tell you this much. It's really great for the writer of the letter to, she's clearly worrying about everybody else's feelings, right. which is great. Yes. And I think the way you address that, it just by naturally, you know, without her feeling, but to say, hey, listen, you you don't. She said it beautifully here. Yeah, like you can just very simply say, hey, have you talked to, it doesn't say the name, let's say it's Mike. Have you talked to Mike? Have you given right. Mike a call? You know, I ran into Mike, blah, blah, blah. And if there's, a deep-seated issue between them and, and she just for whatever reason, you, know, you also aren't doing anything wrong. Right. You don't have to fly it in front of your brother's face like you're bragging that you've got a better relationship with the mom because that to me, there are a lot of people that I've seen that will be demented like that and almost brag of who's doing more for their parents. And that to me is disingenuous. Right. Like you're you're a garbage person. You're tr- treating them as a, a, as a trophy right. to... Use it as a wedge to pat yourself on the back. Too, you know sometimes. what I mean? Yeah. That and also you're you're using it as kind of like you know a way to uh, assert some kind of dominance that isn't really there. You know what I mean? And, and in a lot of ways, you actually take from human relationships. You're doing more harm than good because you're subconsciously trying to make that wedge deeper. You know, you're just saying, "Hey, you know, I'm the favorite, and I don't." I, you would like her to be reaching out to your brother more, which is really, really great. Yeah, you know, so all you got to do is just bring it up. And then it, eventually, if your mom, because you have the close relationship, vents to you about what the issues are, you know, you're in a good position to mediate that and, right. you know, address it however you want. I think she's put it, I think she, the way it was written, it was written nicely. And if there's nothing wrong with speaking to mo- her mother in those terms, gee, mom. Um, I appreciate the relationship we have, but I'm a little puzzled as to why I don't feel the same towards my brother. Is this something he's done? And is there something we could fix? Um, because it would only make things, you know, as a family unit better, number one. And number two, I, I, I don't know that the brother is aware of this or if the sister is keeping it quiet. So if the brother's aware of it, that's kind of a sad situation for the brother as well. So I think a conversation is needed, and I think the way she put it was beautifully put. She, you know, I have a great relationship with my mother, and I appreciate the relationship, but I feel badly for my brother, and I'd like yeah. to know if there's something that's, you know, stopping that or is something we could work on. Yeah, but you don't have to be um, in any way like... Uh, Confrontational. You know, you don't have to be confrontational with either one of them on how you bring it up. But to bring it to your mother, just say, "Hey, have you talked to him? Have you talked to him? Have you talked to him?" And just see the response. And then eventually, if you're getting a a hint of, "Oh, it looks like there's something more here," you can bring that up. And then, you know, maybe try and address it in your way. Being that it's half siblings, it's strange because it's like your business, but also at the same time. You know, your your job and when, when you have people that are when you're in the middle like that in any kind of situation, I think you just try and call it as straight as you can truthfully without hurting anybody's feelings. And don't you don't necessarily have to pick a side either. You know? I, I don't think she's coming from a place like that. I think she's coming from a place where her intentions are pure and her heart is pure. And being a half sibling, I think um, makes she's a better person because of that in my brain. 
um, because a lot of people have that theory, oh, well, halves don't count. Of course they count. You know, blood is blood and family is family, no matter, you know, how it is. It could be a, uh, your your cousin, your friend, your neighbor. If, if you consider them family, then that that's, uh, uh, that's all that matters. So I think she's uh, coming from a great place, and I don't, it, I don't think she um, needs to be uh, confrontational. I think it has to come from a place of just curiosity and, gee, I'd like to see something more come from this, and I'm sorry you feel that way, but I'm thinking of him here and, um, you know, just just a wise, you know, it doesn't have to be a big, big family thing, mm. and it could be a quiet little conversation. Yeah, but no, I think your head and heart is in the right place. We'll move on. I got another one for you. Okay, we, we, we've, been, we've been lacking, so I want to try and hit him quick. We'll okay. get through this one. Dear Albie, how do you move forward in life when you feel stuck? I have a great job, which allows me to travel worldwide. I've always said having a relationship and family wasn't for me. Now in my mid-50s, I realized how much I've traded on my career versus having a relationship slash children. I now feel stuck, unsure how to make a change to develop that part of my life. Any suggestions? Thanks for the feedback. Jal. Jal? Jal. J-A-L, G-A-L? J-A-L. Male or female? Female. So she's female that chose uh, work and travel over family relationships. Yeah, she always said having a relationship and family wasn't for her and in her mid 50s she realizes how she's basically feels like she's traded her career, you know, because that n- now it would be difficult to I I guess have kids and you know get into a relationship at this age starting from scratch is probably something that you know leaves her in her words feeling stuck and she wants to know how to make a change to develop that part of her life. It's very very easy. You just put yourself out there and you you see where you land. And in being in her mid-50s, obviously, the chances of, of her, uh, ouch, having a child naturally is slim to none. Um, but that doesn't mean that she can't uh, find a partner that um, has been married, that's widowed or divorced, whatever, with children, with grandchildren. And um, you could certainly form a bond and a loving relationship with that person and his extended family and have those things that you uh, are looking for now. Um, you know, it's the decision you made, so don't negate the life you lived and don't, and don't um, uh, have sour grapes where you are because that's the choice you made. There's cause and effect, so that's the choice she made, but at the time in her life, it was the right choice. Mm-hmm. So now she's on a different, she's driving on a different lane in the highway now. That's fine. You just find you find your way, find your people. There, I'm sure there's someone out there. There's a lid for every jar, as they say. And you'll find someone that will give you what you're missing at this point in your life. And whatever it is and, and however it comes, embrace it and try to build on it. And uh, you can certainly have those um, relationships that are missing uh, in the future, I I don't see it as being a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think you it it's easy to like get inside your head, and, and I think looking back at any time doesn't matter how old you are, and say, "Oh, I should have been doing this," or "This was a mistake." It's not. I mean, you did what you wanted to do in that moment, and right. it fit in that moment, and now your perspective or whatever is just different, and that's great. But I think to your point, especially look, you know, she was dating in that age group. The chances of her finding somebody that had kids and you playing a role in their life mm-hmm. and all of that stuff is probably pretty good. Right. You know, um, 
there's also, I mean, maybe you got nieces and nephews and stuff like that. I mean, playing, you know, you you, you lived life the way you wanted to live you it, and I think adopt. you just do that now. You could adopt. You know? There are plenty of children out there in need of a, of a home. Mm. Um, foster, uh, be a big, big, you know, how they have the big brother, big sister kind of things. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of ways to um, tap into this and have those relationships that are meaningful. And I think even, you know, volunteering at a, at um, a facility where these kids um, are troubled or whatever, that could give great satisfaction. Well, I got news for you. If you made work that much of a priority, right, okay, you could also do that at work. You know, who's new there right? that could use, like, some guidance from you and stuff like that. I mean, you know, you, whatever you're passionate about, you know, it's not – I don't think life has a – and I've gotten very good at this with, with myself, too. I mean, like, I don't think – life has a timeline that is standard you know when you get married and when you even like let's say even find a career there are a lot of people that are on the other side of this too that are saying to themselves oh hey you know i'm i had kids really young and now i'm trying to start a career we Mm -hmm. have a lot of those kind of questions Mm -hmm. that come in you're not on a timeline i think it does you a disservice sometimes to think that you made a mistake just go into it saying i got here and I like who I am as a person doing what I want to do. Now that's just something new that I want to explore. So just go do that too. Right. There's no there's no stamp on what you should be as an individual ever. You know, you got to walk in your own shoes and walk your own path. And this is the path that you chose. Nothing wrong with it. You have a different outlook now as you're getting older. Again, you're on a new path. So you're going to find new adventures. You're going to meet new people. Or at least that's what, you know, I would think that would be your direction. And just um, see where you land with an open mind. And again, there are plenty of ways to have um, lasting, um, meaningful relationships uh, with, you know, children, young adults, you know, even older people that can be very um, rewarding. So there's plenty of uh, outlets out there for her. And I think that uh, she's got a lot of exciting times ahead of her if she if she keeps her her uh, headspace in the right spot. True that. Well, hey, this was nice. Yes. Thank you guys for your patience. And um, keep safe, keep healthy, and listen, guys. They're telling us to quarantine for a reason. So let's not be foolish, and let's just get this done and behind us as soon as possible. Keep your ass inside. And while you're there, hit us up through albumailbag at gmail.com. Like us, rate five stars, tell your friends, all that stuff. Um, but we'll keep them coming, guys. So we love you. Appreciate the support. Hope you're all doing good. Hit us up. And catch you later. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.